0: I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis.
1: If you can't get enough of Lit Sis, and we know you can't, there's a really easy way to stay connected to us all the time just from your phone on Instagram. You can stay in contact with me, Maddie, at Maddie Reads A Lot. That's at M-A-D-D-Y Reads A Lot.
0: And you can follow me at Brooke and Binding, B-R-O-O-K-E-A-N-D-B-I-N-D-I-N-G. It's a long one. Yes. (laughs) At Instagram. But wait, there's
1: more. You can also follow us at Litsis Podcast now, where you'll see, we'll get both of us in a combined thing, all just about this podcast instead of just about our reviews. So you'll see information about the podcast if we want to put any announcements up there, as well as ways to engage with each new episode. And that is at LITSIS Podcast. And also, don't forget if you want longer versions of Haley's reviews, Haley, what website can they go to?
0: brookandbinding.com. Can't wait Woo. to interact with you guys and to see what you are reading too. All right, back to the books. Happy Friday, listeners. Hello, happy Friday.
1: All right, so we are so excited to bring you guys uh, a new episode of LitSis as we do every Friday. Um but today we are going to do something we actually haven't done. Like our listy episodes in a while so yeah. we're bringing you like a list-based episode um about the readers most 23 from goodreads so this was actually published in december of 2022 so it's gonna be some of these will have already come out but um just gonna go through we've got a whole list going down into i think at least around may because may or june because sometimes we don't always know like what's gonna come some out in the, the second like, half release of
0: the year date yeah some of the like release dates haven't been confirmed yet or things like that so usually they try to get the first half done uh so then you know you're getting into the year and then later on they usually do like another po- can't remember what they call but it more books to like end the year out yeah. or something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: all right so i um am in front of the list right now I don't think you are Haley but I'm in front of the list right now so I will be talking about it It also breaks it up into different genres so I'll just get into chatting about the different genres um and what's available so first off is fiction um there's a book right at the top released January 17th called Really Good Actually by Monica Heisey and it's a she is a comedian And her novel-length debut is about the tragic comic story of Maggie, the surprisingly young divorcee. Her marriage lasted only 608 days and her graduate work is a slow-motion train wreck. But Maggie is, you know, fine. Really good, actually. Word on the industry street is that the book is very funny indeed. And the cover is, like, a girl with a messy bun in her hair and she is clearly crying with mascara, like, running down her face. Oh, my. So, it seems like it's going to be a very big, like, maybe poking fun at a rough situation kind of book so yeah but that maybe trying to make
0: light of it maybe
1: yeah that immediately drew my attention um and then i will mention as well in here oh of course there is a book called looking for jane which is it, it actually more looks historical fiction it says toggles between three timelines of 2017 1980 and 1971 the story of three women whose lives are bound together by a long lost letter a mother's love and a secret network of course it has a woman walking away as the front cover
0: i love it i sent didn't i send (laughs) that to you yeah (laughs) i sent maddie this video on instagram that was like that was like oh great i've walked into barnes and noble and i'm heading right to the historical fiction area and what do i find a girl walking backwards a girl or like or girl walking a, a girl walking away a girl walking away two girls walking away <laughs> one girl walking forward but looking backwards <laughs> yeah. a two couples walking a girl walking one way and one walking the other way two <laughs> girls not looking like it just was so it's funny, so it's so funny. True. that's like exactly what always happens on almost all historical fiction covers is like some form of woman or there's like a plane in the sky or it's like a cityscape or uh-huh. she's got like a hat on and she's you know like the period clothes and all this stuff like just so like it's kind of like those romance novels where you're like oh yeah I know what this is about like it's yeah. like it's got its own like feel or um oh, I can't even think of the right word but it's got its own so its own stereotype like yeah stereotype yep its own stereotype of oh, this is a, like, most of the time, World War II historical fiction or something like that. Mm -hmm. But this one isn't. This one's not World War II. But still, it's trying to fit in with the, like, oh, this is a historical fiction book. Let's put a girl on it. Yeah,
1: I wonder who is designing these covers. Is it the same person every single time? Or is it, like, do they have, like, a guideline? Like, when you're making a cover for historical fiction, it has to follow specific rules for marketing? Like, is it, like, we know that they'll get... They'll be sold if they look like this. I, did, I don't know. But it's so funny. It's, it happens constantly.
0: That would be something super interesting to find out. Like, just, like, for fun to find out, like, is there actually something that, like, like type in, like, you know, Google, yeah. um, why do all historical fiction books have a girl walking on it? Or something yeah. like that. And they'll be like, <laughs> all of these publishing houses have confirmed that they like to choose this style of blah, 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 because of, you know, whatever. But yeah, that would be that, hilarious if that was the truth.
1: That, yeah, that's so fascinating. Um, another book, I'm going to talk about two more in the fiction section. One that has um, been kind of confirmed as part of a book of the month for the month of February, just from the little sneak preview from the book of the month is Mame by Jessica George. Um, it's about this girl named Maddie, <laughs> who was born and raised in London to Ghanaian parents. Um, and she has kind of a... She's, she's a lovable heroine with a dead end office job, and her dad is sick with Parkinson's disease. And when her mom returns from Ghana for uh, a year, Maddie, when her, when her mom returns from Ghana for a year, she takes a break, finds a flat, and starts truly living her life after being kind of like sheltered and, and just kind of controlled by her parents. She kind of has the choice now that she is going to, to be her own woman. So, and that's what the title of the book means um, the, the word means woman. So she's kind of forging her own. Um, so that's been confirmed. And then I want to talk about um, a wonderful – oh, actually, I got to talk about two more. Just kidding. So two books that came out pretty close to each other um, in Book of the Month a couple years ago were Dear Edward by Ann Napolitano and Ask Again Yes by Mary Beth Keen. And both Ann Napolitano and Mary Beth Keen have books coming out in Woo-hoo! March and May. Woo! So – Hello, Beautiful by Annapolitano is the anticipated follow-up to her 2020 bestseller, Dear Edward. And it introduces young couple Julie Petavano and William Waters who seem to have the most coveted of blessings, a shot at real happiness. But when darkness from William's past threatens Julia and her family, we're asked to consider the uncomfortable question, can love really overcome anything? And the cover is a woman looking, it's like a painting of a woman looking straight at you. It's it oh. is gorgeous. So she's not walking away here. Um, she's facing you head on. She's facing you head on. And then The Half Moon by Mary Beth Keane. It says Mary Beth Keane returns to the shelves with a carefully observed profile of a marriage in peril. Bar owner Malcolm and lawyer Jess are running out of time for having a child, for planning a future. Keane's story charts one fateful week when a secret is revealed, a massive blizzard descends, and everything changes for regulars at the beloved Half Moon bar. That sounds good as well.
0: it kind of sounds like they all get snowed in at the bar and Uh it kind of just opens up into like, we've got some stuff to talk about. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. Moving into the mystery and thriller section, Age of Vice by Deepthi Kapoor is a book that just came out in January, which is a, was a book of the month choice for January. Seems to be pretty popular about a very um, high profile and famous crime family um, in India um all the dangerous things by stacy willingham um, has come out also in january i received it as my december book of the month but um about a woman whose child goes missing and since then she has not been able to sleep um and then there are i'm trying to see if there's any another sally hepworth book so the soulmate um comes out april 4th and the soulmate relates the curious case of gabe and pippa gerard who have just bought their dream house a cottage outside melbourne australia the trouble begins with a nearby cliffside location known as the spot where people go to. The trouble begins with a nearby cliffside location known as the spot where people go to commit suicide. Gabe is spending a lot of time there. He's not jumping, but other people are. Ooh. Or are they? Are are they exactly? Uh, okay, so serial
0: killer. I already could, figured it out. I know
1: already. <laughs> it's probably not what we think, though. It probably isn't.
0: Well, it Um, would be
1: sad if it was. It would be sad. That's true. I feel like, you know what? I'm going to throw in a little theory here. Books are starting to do stuff like this where they're like, "Mm, is this person bad? And then it intrigues you and you're like, ooh, is this person bad? And then they're not. And then it's something else. But if they had not put that, like, information, like, he's spending a lot of time there, but he's not jumping. Like, if they remove that information, that could be revealed later in the later. book. That actually I'm telling you,
0: I am telling you, I am telling you, people have been putting too much detail in their synopses. I have been saying that for, I can't tell you how long. Because it ruins storylines sometimes. Yeah. Like, certain plots. Like, I always go back to the Project Hail Mary do not ever read the synopsis of that book before reading it if you have not read it yet just read the book do not uh-huh. read the synopsis because there is a big like plot twist not a plot twist but like a big plot element that is like revealed on the synopsis and i'm like what in the world mm-hmm. Take it at face value people and i know we've talked about before that you're that you need to sometimes make sure you read the synopsis because you don't want to be going into a book misunderstanding what it's about. Mm -hmm. But then I feel like you need to be careful. Yeah. then (sighs) I think you need to be careful of like, am I putting too much detail in this that's going to, like you want enough to intrigue somebody and to kind of set up what the base is about, but you don't want to give too much away that you are compromising your Mm storyline. Does that make sense? Yeah. And here's my thing too. Even if this Gabe character is
1: not being a serial killer, that would be you're a great be
0: twist. Of them the whole time. You're yeah, be, it would
1: you're be like, amazing. It would be amazing. So like, why don't you have that be the book and don't have anything in the synopsis about it, and just have the reader suddenly realize, huh? He's been going over there, and that be the twist. Instead of you're intriguing them, thinking that that's the twist, and you're either going to set them up for failure with two things, either one that is the twist and you kind of gave it away, like you're saying. Or two, it's not the twist, and whatever intrigued them about it, that twist may not be as interesting. I don't know. Yep. Anyway, I agree. Synopses, I, you should be able to read a book without having to read the synopsis and truly understand what's going on. And synopsis shouldn't have information in it. Agreed. Um, so going into uh, we fantasy. We don't have to do...
0: Not that I don't care about all the genres, but sometimes those lists can get pretty. Uh,
1: they are. Detailed. I see. I'm, I'm zooming. I'm zooming through it right now. I'm, yeah. I'm bypassing science
0: fiction and let's I'm hitting get to up- some of the fan. I mean, we can do fancy, but let's get to some of the stuff that like good name recognition. Okay. Like, there's got to be some good stuff. Coming well, that's out. what I'm doing
1: right now because of fantasy it. is Bent by Leigh Bardugo. Whoop, whoop. Would you like to talk about it at all? How much have you read?
0: We don't need to get into those details. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I've read... I have read some. I will say I have read some. Um, but I would not categorize that book as fantasy. So that is really interesting to me. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, it is fantasy. But it's more like... I don't know. I, fantasy. Remember, I've gone on it. I know I've gone on my own. Like... Like not jolt. I've gone on my own little uh rant about how fantasy doesn't have to be just about, you know, like fairies or like world building and stuff like that. But like I really feel like Lee Bardugo's world is not fantasy. It's kind of like I kind of want to categorize it in like kind of like horror a little bit, but it's not. So it's like a fantasy horror maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. But so I don't I cannot talk about this book without giving anything away about the first one. But if you have not read the first one, and you are intrigued by it, then please, please, please pick it up. Um, Honestly, I think it's it's, it's just dark academia. That's a good way to put Mm -hmm. it. It's more dark academia with some like supernatural elements to it like paranormal stuff with some like a little bit of magic was mm-hmm. so like magic plus paranormal plus dark academia is how i would categorize it the most mm-hmm. um, so that's not really like fantasy to me but they have to put it under somewhat of a category so i guess i guess i can see that
1: yes very true um, and then another one i wanted to mention in the fantasy section is in the lives of puppets by tj clune author of oh. the house in the Cerule- cerulean sea I've yeah. only read that book by him. I haven't read his other books, but I am intrigued. And it is a cross-genre tale plays in the waters of fantasy and sci-fi, both with damaged humans and conflicted androids questing through otherworldly domains to the city of electric dreams. It is an inspired in part by Pinocchio, and it says you may find echoes of classic adventure tales with modern mythology
0: like WALL-E. Um, wall is modern mythology? No. No, I mean, kind of, I guess. Why would that be... It. Why would that be modern mythology? Wally? Like mm. the robot?
1: Yeah. How
0: is that a myth? How is that mythology? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't write this. That's a horrible description.
1: <laughs> okay. Going Whoever into horror. Whoever approved of that is not good. You know.
0: You, going you, into- you've already read one of the horrors probably on the list, haven't you? Or no. That was from last year. That was from last year. Okay, yes. Okay.
1: Horror: How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. Yes, so it's a scary story. In my show, Grady Hendrix, broadcasts on a very specific frequency bef- between horror and humor. I would agree; it's a tricky tone to maintain, but he always seems to nail it. His latest concerns a pair of estranged siblings forced to sell the family home when their parents die. But why did they cover all the mirrors, and why is the attic door nailed shut? Someone's up there. Yeah, probably. Um, and then I want to mention as well silver nitrate by Sylvia moreno garcia author of she mexican is gothic. pumping
0: out books but yes. i'm telling you I don't think that they're awesome no yeah so it. author of mexican gothic jayden
1: shadow and the daughter of dr moreau melds together threads of mexican horror movies and nazi occultism in her latest tale this that's such a random combination i know this intriguing narrative tells the story of a curse that haunts a legendary lost film and awakens one woman's hidden power coming out july 18th i forgot to mention Grady hendrix comes out is already out january 17th
0: okay question for you are you ever going to read mexican gothic uh i don't know maybe not okay why well, you
1: really just want just to tell me about, about about
0: it. the twist like I can curious. read it so we can talk about it. No, don't read it just solely for the point of discussion, unless you really want to read it. I'm just curious because I have said multiple <laughs> times, I literally laughed out loud. Oh my. So.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Just curious. Non- yeah. I wasn't sure. Nonfiction came out on January 10th as spare by Prince Harry. I actually have this on hold at, for an audio book at the library. Um, do you want to know how many other people have it on hold? It's probably like a bazillion. It's like three hundred people. Yeah, yeah. So hugely, it's it's the anticipated memoir of Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex. That's but all I think, you have to I know. Just
0: like, kind of like I'm a little apprehensive about reading it because I'm like, how much of that is like truth, and then how much is it like the ghost writer? Because you know, a lot of times when you do yeah. like memoirs and people like that, like, so I, I always get a little wary of books kind of like that I would just the, I'm like, just gonna assume that it is a ghost writer
1: but the the stories are real I'm not like gonna the guess the
0: actual stories like it's like hey I'm telling you a story I'm gonna sit down and tell you a story and then the ghost writer like put it all together
1: yeah I'm not gonna think like oh my gosh Prince Harry what a good writer I'm gonna think okay interesting stuff so it says it says that the memorial address among other events the tragic death of Prince Diana who died when Harry was just 12 years old and it says proceeds from the book will be shared with various children's charities around the world that's very kind. I mean, he has a lot of money, so it's probably not a big deal. He got a, a bazillion amount of money. Yeah. All right. And then I think last um we have Romance and Young Adult. I'm going to bypass Young Adult. So sorry. Except Is there for... anything
0: that looks good in Young Adult?
1: The only thing the only two things are The Stolen Air by Holly Black. She um wrote the Folk of the Air series. Um which is the first book in a new duology of the stolen air and then and these holly inf-
0: black write that like silence of the night or something like
1: that you know i i don't you know I I don't know it sounds familiar
0: you know what i'm talking about it's uh, no spe- spells it was a book of the month like add-on it was like it she's was, re- like, she
1: wrote the cool print the cruel pr-
0: cruel print the, oh, the folk of the yes, air yes, series yes, 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh okay yes
1: okay, gotcha. and then the other book is these infinite threads which is the sequel to the woven kingdom by teray mafi which we have read her um she is the one that wrote the shatter me oh no we haven't read it. she wrote the shatter me series which is I've a not pretty popular that. series i was like i, know I was like name.
0: i've never read that i was like i'm so i'm like sitting there like Oh, my gosh. Have I forgotten? My no, you're good. Books I, I,
1: I have wanted to read her book before, but I have not yet. All right. So finally, we're looking at romance. We have Secretly Yours by Tessa Bailey coming out February 7th. Tessa oh. Bailey is the author of It Happened What Summer and has been called the Michelangelo of Dirty Talk. Her new book promises. Have I read her before? I don't know. It's a, the, the book is says tightly wound college professor Julian Voss has taken a sabbatical to write his novel at the Ancestral Family Vineyards. But it turns out a, an old high school flame, Hallie Welch, is a serious distraction. Um, let me see if you have what read any of her books. It Happened One Summer is one of her more newer books. Hook, Line, and Sinker. You probably have just heard of her. Probably. Be honest. Fix Her Up. And... My Killer Vacation.
0: No. Yeah, tools no. of
1: engagement window shopping she writes a lot of stuff she used to write yeah. back in the day books with like naked people on the cover you know what i'm talking uh-huh. about but now she has moved over into probably still writing the same romance, stuff see?
0: it's probably different the covers.
1: same stuff different covers exactly
0: insane
1: yes yeah, I've heard then of her. then we have truly yours by abby jimenez um yeah. it is uh, it says, the new one from romance author, author and Food Network star Abby Jimenez introduces Dr. Brianna Ortiz, who is about to lose a promotion to her annoyingly hot colleague, Jacob Maddox. Then a series of letters between the two flips the dynamic entirely. Also, also in play, a kidney donation, a sob closet and some freakishly tiny horses coming out April 11th.
0: Well, um, what's and, the one that she wrote like a year yes. or two
1: ago? Uh, she wrote, part of your world came out last year. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I the final. Food Network person?
1: I did not know that either. Oh. I have not been on Food Network in forever. She founded Nadia Cakes out of her home kitchen back in 2007. Oh, Nadia. Do you remember maybe the name? Not Abby. Her name is Abby, but she founded Nadia Cakes. Okay, maybe not.
0: I'm maybe thinking of something else. Keep okay. going. Okay. and then your last one.
1: Last one comes out April 25th. Um, if you haven't guessed it already.
0: Emily Happy Henry. Place by Emily
1: Henry. stop it yeah. you like, Emily Henry? I do. Why are, I
0: do, why are you making yeah, out? i obsessed this... with her. You love her so much. She's whatever obsession. I, I follow her
1: on Instagram, so maybe that's why it's like I see her more often. So I'm like, ooh, Emily Henry. I don't know. Okay, like, gosh, ew. this is this would be like if I was like to you, ooh, Taylor Jenkins read like like they're both good authors leave it alone okay you're, you're the one who told author, me to read yeah. beach read why not taking this hate from you
0: I'm not hating I'm just saying
1: obsessed
0: you bit. did not like
1: book lovers that is it I you the like you like to be you like people
0: we meet on vacation
1: book I lovers just really wasn't like your that. thing and since I loved it you're like Emily hey
0: no, but because you like overly loved it, like excessively loved it. So sorry just, that like, I was. Obsa- I'm so sorry that I loved the sister connection
1: in that book, Haley. I'm sorry. What's this podcast called, Lit Friends? No, it says we're sisters. How
0: could the connection between
1: the sisters not get you? You know what? It's probably because we were in the perspective of the younger sibling. No, wait, no, older, wait. We were in the
0: perspective of the older sibling, sibling,
1: but I related more to Nora. That's what it is. I related more to Nora, even though she was the older sibling. Yeah. And because her younger sister had like multiple children, which you have, and I'm living my life as a career lady. And so I felt the connection. I felt the connection. And you were just like, I would say, I'll honestly say the romance wasn't as strong, but the sister connection. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, now I really see where our relationship lies in in your importance. Happy Place by Emily Henry is looking at the story of a recently split couple obligated to attend the annual gathering of their old group of friends. Determined not to ruin the vibe, Harriet and Wynne decide to pretend to still be together. Oh, and look, they got the biggest bedroom at the rental cottage. So fun. They'll end up back together.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's the best kind of
1: trope though. It is. Speaking of tropes, let me put this question out to all of our listeners. You can answer this on Spotify. Um, If you are in a relationship, what is your romantic trope? I asked you this, Haley, and you didn't respond. Um, For me, my husband and I, we were friends to lovers. That's our romantic trope. Haley, if you had to place a romantic trope on you and your husband's relationship, what would you say you guys are?
0: enemies to lovers no know. way <laughs> love at first sight no um maybe friends to lovers but not really maybe no, it's like, like arranged sure marriage <laughs> arranged marriage that's a trope is that a trope arranged yeah. marriage and then you fall in love but you guys fell. Like
1: i'm married i know
0: i don't know what i don't know what would I you mean, say i would say you guys
1: are like High school. I mean, you guys are high school sweethearts, but that's not really like a romantic trope. If anything, I would say like childhood friends to lovers. Even though you didn't really know each
0: other yeah, well, you guys. I would knew- say ch- we knew each other as children. Yes. Yes. That's a and then one. grew childhood apart. Childhood friends grew apart and got back together. Yes, and well, we are together. Me and my husband are
1: classic friends to lovers. Um, classic. And, and and the additional trope of he fell first, just to say, mm, yes. Yeah um all right so anyway answer the question for us you guys what is your romantic trope from your romantic relationship or maybe if you're not in one what were like your parents or like yeah or what's your favorite one you know i would love to know like what's what's your favorite one or what what happens more often in real life i don't know if i know anyone that's actually enemies to lovers in reality i don't think that's very realistic
0: well anyway i didn't really like max that much when i first met him as a kid so yeah but you guys weren't enemies no we weren't he was just an awkward kid
1: yeah right wouldn't you say he was just awkward
0: no he was just more like rebellious i was like gross
1: (laughs) but now it's good it's happy news here now it's happy news he built you a bookshelf he's built you two bookshelves actually
0: he's uh he's excellent he's he's very good good uh carpenter (laughs) <laughs> all right so maybe it's like uh maybe it's like mary and joseph maybe that's, that's a romantic joke.
1: trope were you a virgin pregnant uh, woman i don't think so uh you know what i'm getting it <laughs> no i know i know um but yeah fun it's fun to talk about little things biblical, like
0: that biblical <laughs> tropes.
1: stop Uh, was joseph even a carpenter do we even know that
0: he was because jesus learned carpentry from his dad okay that's what i would assume but
1: in my head i just think like jesus carpenter. Joseph did something else and then he became i don't know we don't know all the details no we don't gotta gotta stay skeptical in some way i can't confidently say from birth was joseph's dad a carpenter who taught him we don't know we
0: don't know i know
1: Anyway, um, uh, I've said it already before, but Max needs to build me a bookshelf whenever I have a home that I own. Um, that's going to be the first project. I don't care if we don't have a working bathroom. He's coming in and building me a bookshelf. All righty. Yeah, it's required. Anyway, so Haley, what are you reading right now? I think we know.
0: Uh, hell bent. Leave our Move on. <laughs> okay. It's awesome. I just don't have time. That's fair. I will have time in a little bit. A week from today, I will have plenty of time. Why are well, you going to have plenty. time have a time. week from today? Are you going to be done with some exams or something? Uh huh. But then I get okay. to gear up for more. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, <laughs> so a bit I'm. Of reprieve. I'm still reading Bittersweet by by Susan Cain. Um, I actually haven't even started it, but it's. I'm reading it according to Goodreads. Um, Bossy Pants by Tina Fey. I'm listening to it as an audiobook. And then the fiction book that I'm reading for funsies is What Lies in the Woods by Kate Alice Marshall, which was one of the books I got for January Book of Month.
0: Exciting.
1: Yes. So hopefully I'm um, reading different books next week would be nice.
0: I'm sure you will be. I, yes. on the other hand, will not, most likely. <laughs> Sucks. All right.
1: Well, anyway, thank you guys so much for taking a break from reading. Um, answer our Spotify question. Um, what romantic book short for you? I'll probably put it on our Instagram as well. But until then, thank you so much for taking a break from reading. Now go flip some pages.